0: Welcome back, guys, to the Mind Yourself podcast. So this week is a continuation of me and Christy's conversation from two weeks ago. We are going to be discussing the five ways of well-being in more detail. Obviously, we've covered two. Um, the last time it was um, staying connected and staying active if you want to learn more about those go check out the episode from two weeks ago today we're going to be covering learning we're going to be covering gratitude and we're also going to be covering taking notice so we hope you enjoy it's a luxury to pursue what makes you happy it's a moral obligation to pursue what you find meaningful and that doesn't mean it's easy it might require sacrifice.
1: When perfectionism is driving, shame is always riding shotgun. Spread the word on mental health, so when other people are in this position in the future, they know where to go and they know what to do, because there's a blueprint. I think everybody is stuck in this same cycle of looking at how we need to throw money, more money at mental illness, and the problem will go away. But it's the incorrect way to look at it.
0: So you have an entire generation growing up with lower self-esteem than previous generations, right?
1: Through no fault of their own. Through no fault of their own.
0: Understanding how our mind works, how our emotions work, can help us understand how to get more satisfaction in life. Two down. Two down. Okay, so where do we go to next? We go learn.
1: This one will be short.
0: That's what I'm saying. So it's a little bit more straightforward.
1: Uh, We we, we know learning is important. That's why everybody's emphasizing education. The concerning thing, though, um, with learning is when we ask children, why do you learn? The response we always get is to go to college, to get a job, to get money. Yeah,
0: it's literally like that's the way they view it. It's a necessary practice to just, it's a necessary practice to get somewhere else rather than just expanding the mind. It's or learning new things or learning about the world. It's. A means to an end. A yeah. means to something else.
1: Um, and that's the wrong way to look at it. There's two main reasons why we learn. The first reason, we need to exercise our brain just as much as we need to exercise our body. And the we- best way we can do that, we're creating neural cir- circuitry um, between different neurons as a result of learning new things. Mm. That's why it's always important to learn. Do you know that saying, like, you should learn something new every day? It's so, so true. Mm. You should always try and put yourself in new experiences where you can learn quicker as well. Um, but the second thing as well is that um, the reason why we learn is because people who know more, people who have higher level of knowledge, make better decisions. People who make better decisions feel better. They make more th- better decisions that would make themselves feel better. And that's why learning is important. And yeah. that's how it's directly related to mental health. Yeah. I mean, when I, when I
0: think of learn, it's as well as as much as, you know, that phrase of <coughs> put yourself out of your comfort zone that is directly tied to putting yourself in a situation that you haven't been in before to learn what that experience is like. Yeah. Again, tied to that whole concept of fail fast, fail early. You know, failure is what do we call first attempt in learning. Yeah. That's literally what we tell the kids. Failure is fail is the first attempt in learning. It is as much putting yourself out of your comfort zone to learn an experience that might not have gone as well as you expected to know how to do it better the next time.
1: Um. Yeah, and then also remembering that there's so many different ways we can learn. Um, learn is not just like going to school. School, yeah. Like you learn from the internet, for example. You learn. F- you don't. You're not born knowing how to play soccer or football, for example. You're Read a book. Born, yeah. You're not born how, knowing how to play a musical instrument. These are all, and also obviously never tell your children this, but like something that is often a form of learning is hand eye coordination through Xbox and PlayStation. Yeah which is also kind of a form of connection, but we won't get into we, that. We,
0: that might be something we'll discuss yeah. down the line. But, um, I mean, I think the great thing about, uh, and I think, uh, in fairness, it's tough with kids, because learning is, like, associated with school, and school's associated with, you're sitting in the classroom, learning, educating. That's what they think edu- learning, they think sitting in classroom, doing subjects and they just want to be outside playing with their friends yeah i think you get a greater appreciation for it as you get older but i mean the greatest thing about learning and one just for anyone in general is the the thing is everyone has a job everyone has a career that's maybe in a certain sphere but there is no and when you're in school or when you're in college you're not forced but you're learning a specific area that might be related to a job you get yeah but that does but later on in life and throughout life there's no boundaries on what else you can learn whether or not you're interested or not like for example I'm not a psychologist I didn't do a psychology degree but I get to read interesting books and learn a bit more about it no I am i don't have to do examine it I don't have to you know answer any questions or you know start expecting to you know start show, being an expert in it but I get to learn more about it
1: and, and it makes you feel good and it makes you, you feel good something.
0: because you get knowledge about stuff it was something I think you mentioned this before like people like to learn new things yeah It doesn't necessarily mean you enjoy, you know, studying and learning and reading, but everyone likes to be able to work something out and learn the new things. Mm -hmm.
1: Um, And then there's this really important thing. Now, this is probably going into educational psychology, but there's a professor from Stanford, um, Carol Dweck. She states that probably the most important thing is not learning itself in school, but it's how children learn and how children see learning. So she has this concept known as the growth mindset. Which is in most it's schools.
0: <laughs> it's funny, like, growth mindset from a, in the business world,
1: is... It, it's the same thing, I'm assuming.
0: No, it's exactly the same. Yeah. And it comes back to, like, when you look at, um, it's driven, I mean, yeah, Carol Dweck is literally a book that um, they recommend, business leaders recommend. So, like, the mm-hmm. Bill Gates, your um, Steve Jobs, all those people read it, mainly because the growth mindset was about, growth mindset is very tightly linked to that fail
1: yeah it's fast being able to deal with failure
0: it's rather than spending ages going something's working, I'm gonna stay where I am. that's what we like to call a fixed mindset. growth mindset is the idea of wanting to learn new things and trying new experiences yeah.
1: really really interesting though with the University of Edinburgh just brought out a study there a few weeks or months ago um that discredited it and it was a huge the idea of growth mindset yeah that it's it's, it's it's incorrect basically um, we will include that research study I remember coming across it and I read it but that I'd was be it. interested to
0: read it because I've not owned or read fully Carl Dweck's book but yeah. I've had people who've had it and I've scanned it and I, I've wanted I've to read, I've read it, it. I've read it yeah. I mean Actually it's interesting
1: um but um, yeah, and I think that's all. That's we'll
0: learn. I think, well, obviously learning is important for us because we do our workshops in education in schools. So we hope that people continue to learn. That's yeah. good. Next one. Um, I would say gratitude. Okay. Actually... Yeah, I think yeah. I like to... F- no, 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 we're no, okay, we'll go gratitude, okay.
1: <laughs> we'll no. go with gratitude because they taking notice this the most difficult. It's the most
0: difficult, yeah, that's what I was thinking. So um, Gratitude so and giving, they're kind of So together. we've
1: already talked about this. Um, I don't like this because I find it very airy-fairy, but gratitude has been shown to be probably the most effective out of the five. It's basically just being grateful for what you have um, regularly. Now, the explanation we give to the children is that the opposite of gratitude is envy. It's always wanting more. And of course, the world is very materialistic at the moment. So if you always want more, you'll never be happy because you can never have everything. Mm-hmm. Um, and this goes back, like this is not anything new. Like even if you look back, grace in America, you know, it's a big thing.
0: Oh, grace before you know, meals. Yeah. Yeah. Like yeah.
1: That's naming stuff you're grateful for, for example. Yeah. Um, not
0: as big a thing here anymore, but... Yeah. Still, I think, quite a big thing in America.
1: And then, um, referring to the research, then, so there was a study in 2015 done by Emmons and McCulloch. And basically, what they got, the, they got a load of students to continue gratitude, basically, like keeping a gratitude counter. And then others were told not to. And after 10 weeks, they had to record how they felt um, physically and also how they generally felt about life. And the results showed that basically the gratitude group uh, reported feeling more optimistic and more positive about their lives than other groups. And this was a big, big study. It was huge. And it just that was good research. Um mm. like I've looked through it basically. Um
0: you can say it looks decent, does it?
1: <coughs> yeah, the actual science behind it, like the research that design was perfect. And good yeah, it seemed to show it had an effect. Okay. Um and then um and that's
0: when so like when we talk about the kids it's when we mention things like the gratitude calcul- gratitude counter or gratitude yeah, so journal
1: when you wake up in the morning or before you go to bed writing down three things you're grateful for yeah um it
0: sometimes th- sounds a bit silly but once you start doing it
1: yeah it just makes you it's, yeah. it's a little thing that makes you feel good mm. um you yeah, like we always say like um which we'll talk about in the resilience section but like the cure to envy as well as I mentioned is gratitude like if you really really want that Brand new car that everybody's talking about, and you're mm. envious of one work colleague who has it. You just need to remind yourself: there's people who can't afford a car at all. Like if you're great, yeah. if you're grateful for what you have, you won't always want more, and what that's why it's important.
0: What was the? Oh no, we'll ta- actually no, I'm not even gonna mention that. Um, um, and then we don't we, we connect that with giving. Yeah,
1: we it's actually just giving. I think the official five ways of well-being, but gratitude continues to be impactful and. They're related Yeah um, Like Martin Sligman Is the main researcher In the University of Pennsylvania Who promotes gratitude and But if you're grateful For what you have You're going to give you're more You're more entitled to You're more likely To give more Yeah exactly um, And the giving aspect This is funny But we always tell The um, the children I got asked once Why do we need to be nice To other people And I remember It flattened me I remember I just Didn't know how to respond My This was one asked of our this. First uh, workshops And I remember I was like why do we need to be nice? I'd say you've people? been
0: stumped but more by kids' questions than you have by oh, adults' questions. Definitely.
1: Um, but the reason why, it's extremely selfish. Um, and I remember there was a Friends episode on this as well. It's extremely selfish, but the reason why we give is not only because it helps other people, but it makes us feel good too. And that's important, and that's okay. Um, there was It's f- nice to be nice. There was a Friends episode um, that basically <coughs> said people don't give for no reason. They always give for their own reason. Yes. Yeah. Um, it was... Yeah, was yeah, trying to, and yes. trying to prove it. But who cares? Yeah. <laughs> if it makes you feel good, then why is that a bad thing? Do you know? That's okay. People have done a lot worse things to, feel, to make themselves feel good. You know, it's good, me kind of so going like, I'm if sure
0: we can, we can forgive you if you enjoy giving to people.
1: Yeah. Um, and the other thing we need to emphasize too is, because people get uh, often misinterpreted, giving does not mean everything has to cost money that you give. Like like give giving could be giving time, giving a smile, giving I a hug, giving a joke.
0: I think one of the ones, one of the most powerful ones is giving time. I mean, personally, it's very nice, you know, particularly when, you know, you want to, you know, someone gives you their time. It's always something you value because time is one thing you can't get back, can't Mm. buy. It's like, it's like invaluable. So, (laughs) (laughs) I know, but it is though, (laughs) you know, when someone takes time to spend, to, you know, to spend time with you on something, it's, you know, it's, 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 Nice, but yeah, giving it's also when you look at it, how many people have seen those videos online? Of the you know, you see them all the time, their videos on social media, coming back to social media, but obviously, you'll have seen them. Is of the um, you know, the guy, the homeless guy sitting there, and maybe someone does a magic trick for him, and at the end of it, there's a hundred dollars, and they give him the hundred dollars, and he goes. What's this for? And he goes, No, it's yours to keep, or something like that, or all those little things you mm. see that you see, they're quite common those videos of people just giving stuff. And maybe people are a little bit immune to it because those videos are quite common and you see a lot of them now. But no one can deny if you watch any of those kind of feel good, someone does something nice for someone else videos. You don't feel a physiological kind of Almost little it's, butterflies it's, in your it's stomach
1: It's the release of oxytocin It's the um, hormone basically mm. um, It's when you're compassionate But we're going to talk about more about that In social skills and empathy yes. um, and Then the last one Um. I think that's enough Final give one
0: is take notice Okay. Often and the hardest one to explain Yes
1: because uh, nobody has a clue they If you're to ask someone what
0: take notice means yeah, They know the like four
1: of them Generally, no, the response we generally get is take notice of your surroundings. To look around you, where... And yeah. mo- most people can answer that. You ask why then, and they're like, I have no idea. Yeah. Um. So I'm going to try and explain this as simple as possible. What taking notice basically means is taking notice not of your surroundings, but of the present. So you look at it in, in terms of time. Because w- our brains are predetermined to focus on the future. Because we have... Since the development of our prefrontal cortex, we're always planning ahead because we want to be prepared for stuff. That's normal. But as a result of this society, because it's become so competitive, we're constantly thinking about the future. We can't predict the future. So as a result, the main emotion we have is worry. Mm. When we experience this worry, I'm sorry, I'll give you an example. If you've ever driven in a car and you don't remember the journey at all, which I'm sure has happened to all of us.
0: There's those weird moments where, particularly when you do, particularly when it's routes, you do a lot. So whether it's commute to work or home. Yeah. Where you kind of zone in after about 20 minutes and you go, how did I do that? How the hell did I not crash? That's almost, you kind of freak yourself out and go... Mm holy God, how have I not had an accident? It's weird.
1: The reason why that's happening, because in your head you're thinking about what you're doing later, what you're going to do in the weekend, what are you doing when you get some holidays, where are you going to go on the summer? We're constantly, constantly thinking about the future. It's Mm. always the future. And as I mentioned, you can't predict the future, so the main emotion you have is worry.
0: Long-term worry ends up in anxiety.
1: Yes, it'll lead to the mood of anxiety, which is not what we want. But on top of that... They've done studies on this and they've basically found that regardless of if you are on autopilot or not, when you are worrying or when uh, you are always thinking about the future, your adrenaline hormone is released or your cortisol is released into your body and this then raises your blood pressure and this then, if it's continuous and happens all of the time, increases our risk of so many physical diseases like cancer, cardiovascular disease, dementia, the list goes on. So this actually has a direct link to our physical health. So it's actually really, really important. Um, So the reason why take notice is emphasized is because it's taking notice of the present. Because if you're taking notice of the present, then you're not always thinking about the future. And if you're not always thinking about the future, then you're not worrying. And that's why that's really, really important. And now, of course, the next question is, how do you take notice? The way you take notice... Thank you for asking that question on my (laughs) behalf. The way you can take notice is by paying attention to your senses more. So obviously your eyes, your ears, your nose, your touch. That's why when you do
0: meditation list, they always go, pay attention to your breathing.
1: Yes. So meditation is another form of taking notice of the present. Um, We're not going to go into that yet, though. We're going to talk about that more specifically when we talk about worry in the next podcast. But um, taking notice, and I'll give you a perfect example. If you're walking down the street... What stops you from taking notice of what's around you, what you can see around you?
0: You're probably looking at your phone. Yes.
1: That's a big one. Okay. You're on your phone. And this is actually dangerous as well. Yeah, you uh, walk into something. Exactly. Or if you're crossing the road, you could yeah. get hit by a car. How many people example.
0: have done that where they've bumped into someone, something, or yeah. nearly walked out into the road?
1: Um, so that's that sight. When you're walking down the street, what stops you from listening to what's around you?
0: probably have headphones in.
1: Yeah, you have headphones in. Now, I'm a big fan of music. And, like, music is a great thing. It's really, really good for mental health. It's, it's for improving. But you're never, ever, like, how often do you hear the birds?
0: Yeah, it's funny. You know, sometimes, you know, I'd often wear my headphones, you know, if I'm walking somewhere, if I'm walking to work or walking, you know, down the road or whatever, But or walking to the shops, listen to my headphones. Yeah, but then sometimes, the odd time, I go, crap. My headphones are either not charged, if they're wireless headphones, obviously, or I forget them. Yeah. And then I'm forced to walk without anything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can't play your music out loud on your phone because some people do that, but you just are uh, like a loser and a dickhead, like stop playing your music Boys out loud. In the back yeah, of yeah, exactly. Mm. So you're forced to just walk, listen to the cars, listen to the the dick tick yeah, and of we, and the pedestrian crossing. And we've been
1: trained to not like that.
0: And the second but weirdly, because you don't do it a lot, we've been trained to not like it. It's almost like weird, because you don't have a choice. Yeah. It's almost weirdly refreshing without you realizing it. Like you get there and back and you kind of go, and that was weird. Like my brain, it's almost like your brain's tanking you for it.
1: Yeah, because your brain is getting to slow down, yeah. basically. Um, another really weird one that I experienced a few days ago was I was in the car and I had to ask somebody for directions, So I turned down the radio and then I started driving again and I realized I never turned up the radio. But the car was completely silent. Mm. Know, when I was driving and that was such a strange feeling to me because you always have the radio on, Yeah, always it's like that weird
0: thing where you get up in the morning and say like if you're in the apartment so in my case I obviously share the apartment but if I'm the only one in the apartment I like, get up in the morning I'll put on maybe a podcast on yeah. the radio or on the phone or whatever just so I can listen to it while I'm maybe getting breakfast or getting changed but the odd, I have se- it, it's a weird sensation you know You know, sometimes once I didn't do it and I think it freaked me out and never did it again. Yeah. Where I didn't put my phone on, I think it was out of charge or something. And I was walking around the kitchen getting ready, ironing my shirt in complete silence. And I remember thinking, this is my God, the weirdest sensation. The
1: reason why that is, is because all of our brains have been trained to focus on lots of things all the time. We've always been promoting um, multitasking. Multitasking is not good for our brains because that's training our brain to focus on lots of things, which means that we never take notice. Um and
0: and did you ha- so were you sitting in the car in silence and thinking this is really weird like or?
1: um yeah but I'll give you an example if you're ever driving and like you don't know where you're going or something you, you, know, turn the was, you turn, you turn the you radio that. down yeah now people don't know why that is but I think that's basically so you can focus because you can't focus at all yeah because you're you're doing two things at the one time then that is so it's like you're looking out the, the window
0: radio. trying to find the sign you know you're that famous thing of you know, you're in the back of the car, maybe your dad's driving or your mom's driving or whatever, and it's like, shh, turn down the radio and everyone be quiet. I'm trying to work out where we're going. Like, you don't need your ears to see. Yeah, yeah. You know?
1: But it's just focusing Focusing, your brain. Focusing, yeah. Because obviously all senses go to your brain. Um, Then another one, a big, big one is taste. And this is becoming more and more common as well. And this is actually unhealthy for our physical health as well. Taste. What stops us from tasting food? Smell. Yes, everybody. that's that. It's what every child says, but...
0: Child, thank you. (laughs) uh, Owen and every child says. Uh, No, but that's what most people would say. um,
1: No, it's always been in a rush. If you're in a rush to go somewhere and you have to sit down, you know you need to eat, you don't taste that food. You literally just swallow it. Shovel it it in, yeah. Another example, watching television while eating your dinner, which is the most common thing in the world, yeah? or um, They've actually done a study and they found the people... Who watch television while eating their dinner will eat more food. will will still be more hungry afterwards. The reason is is because you haven't actually tasted your food. When you're not tasting your food, the hormone released for hunger basically isn't um sat- isn't working satiated. fully. Yeah, and as a result, then that's why we eat more. But if you had just sat down and this is difficult. Have you
0: ever done that?
1: Yeah. yeah well, like I've got better at it. It's so what difficult. you sat
0: and at dinner in silence. Um. Yeah. With any music. Well,
1: think about it, though. Like, did you have dinner at the table with your family?
0: Yeah, but you're talking to people.
1: Yes, but you're still not doing lots of things at one time. So that's what I was about to say. Like, if you go for
0: dinner with someone and you're sitting having dinner... and
1: Talking is not one of your senses, though. Okay. So your brain is at a slower rate. You're able to focus just on the conversation and what you're eating. I
0: suppose also you're not like you're talking, but you're having a conversation and maybe focusing on eating your food. Yeah, well, I you're suppose you're listening. You could yeah, but works. it's not like because you have to eat, which involves putting stuff into your mouth. You can't physically be talking the entire time. Yes. So there are moments where maybe there's a bit of silence, there's pauses, there's breaks where you both just are like, this food looks so good. I'm just going to take a few minutes to eat this and not really talk to you. But yeah. you find yourself like, yeah, which... But you find yourself, yeah, you do get more moments to just appreciate what you're eating versus you're watching in front of TV and you're just going, get this bloody thing into me. I'm starving after work. Yeah. Oh my God, I made a pot of pasta that was meant to last me three days. I've had the whole thing.
1: Or another one, you take a picture of your food because it looks lovely. You put down your phone and go to eat the food. And then the, the food that looks so lovely, you don't actually pay attention to eating because, because you're looking trying to look at the, at the likes. likes. <laughs> Which is going back to that social media. That is a sham. Um, and yeah, again, uh, the best way to do it. And then another example is feel, and a good example. Um, if you listen back to our one in four interviews, um, one of the people we had on, uh, Denise, she makes actually makes a good point about um, showers and brushing your teeth. Oh yeah, you you don't pay attention because they're such um, habituary things that we do every day. You don't really pay attention when you're brushing your teeth or when you're taking a shower. Like think about all the thoughts flying into your head when you're taking a shower. Oh yeah, like you're thinking about that, like.
0: But like I often say, like isn't that why often people say your greatest ideas come when you're sitting on the toilet <laughs> or when you're on the sh- in the shower? Yeah. It's because you're literally sitting there on now. Obviously, there. people oftentimes get on their phone when they're sitting on the toilet and things like that. That's again, you know, you're you literally Th- that I think, and I think that was mentioned. I hate to say it again, but Simon Sinek mentioned that is like, how outrageous is it now that we can't go to the toilet for all of three to five minutes and we cannot open our phone to look at social media and be stimulus and be like, well, have all the stimulus yeah. coming into our brain. We can't take a few minutes just to sit in silence that's and go the, to the toilet. That's
1: the prime example of training our brains not to f- take notice of the present is scrolling on um, Facebook.
0: Where it's just video...
1: Post story. I saw a thing. It's like a thousand pieces of information a second. Apparently, you take in when you scroll. That's how much information your brain's taking like. That's
0: in. like a computer processor, yeah. which doesn't have emotions. Yes. So how are you meant to properly feel, properly react appropriately?
1: So like you know the moral the moral of taking notice, like the best way to do it. Now, first advice, one hundred percent is just stop multitasking. Multitasking is terrible for it because that's training your brain to focus on lots of things. Even though we've always been told it's good, it's not. The second thing then is meditation's the big one, which we're going to talk about um in the next um next one of our podcasts. So we're not going to talk about it in detail, but meditation is basically we'll into taking notice of yeah. the present. Um, and the example of that, the Buddhist monks like this comes. I know people are becoming. Oh, is this Buddhist this one you're gonna? Yeah, the, the Buddhist monk who lit himself on fire. Yeah,
0: this is the most outrageous story you've ever told me.
1: No, Actually, actually, no, I'm going to save this. I'm not going to talk about it now. But you can keep this in because it's like uh, a cliffhanger. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, and then the other thing which we really, really recommend as well is just slow down. mm Stop trying to do everything all of the time um, and just slow down and and just take a moment, take a breath even so often. Yeah, and I think... it's important.
0: I think what also to acknowledge, and, like, we're not experts. I mean, we're still trying to learn this stuff ourselves. It's not like we're coming here saying, like, me and Christy sit here, we're so chilled, we never think when we're in the shower, we just appreciate the water running down our face, we go outside, we never listen to our phones or music. Obviously, we are growing up in the exact same environment, the exact same world, we are susceptible to a lot of these things. We're trying to make changes. It's not easy.
1: But you won't make a change if you don't know. You
0: won't make a change if you don't know. For example, I was only talking to you there recently about the whole idea of trying to stay focused when I'm working and when I'm doing different things and finding myself doing about three or four different things at the one time and never really focusing on one thing and at a
1: time. It'll take time. Yeah. It will take. It does take time. It's not time. a your, flick of the switch. Your brain has been trained for however long you've been born to focus on lots of things. So when you're trying to train it to slow down and focus on one thing, it's going to take a long time. It does take time, but it, you feel better afterwards, which is what we talked about in the WOW Challenge and why it's important. But just trying to just be aware of you so often, and slow down. The other big thing, like, meditation's obviously become popular, but people don't know why that's just a problem. Pe- people, don't, people don't just think people it's just People think good.
0: meditation is good, and it helps and you relax. And they
1: think it's to relax. That's not what you do it. But
0: we will go into more
1: detail. Actually. Yeah, but we'll talk about that next time.
0: So that is a not-so-quick, but I think fairly... <laughs> detailed. Detailed, but hopefully gives you more clarity on the five ways of well-being and i mean the important thing to realize is as we've said this is how we're not saying this by doing all these five things will necessarily ensure you have positive mental health but what it does do it helps you maintain a better more positive outlook on life and maintain that and Obviously, there's lots of different reasons, there's lots of different backgrounds to it. It's not a, you know, a one size fit all but it is a good way to help kind of maintain a more positive attitude kind of in life that everyone can kind of take little bits out of it. Um, what we've also done with schools, and when we've talked about this kind of long-term maintaining it, we're in the process of developing an app for schools, yeah? And that app is the idea is that we had a lot of feedback from schools saying how do we continue to maintain some of these learnings and teachings that you do in the workshops? And so what we answered that with is we decided to put an app together based on the five ways of well-being to give students, teachers and parents potentially down the line the opportunity to kind of do these activities with their kids every day to help kind of maintain that positive mental health um, going forward when you can't always have Mm -hmm. people directly giving you um, workshops and hand-on mental health education. Yep. So... um, That's about everything. Is there anything else you... One thing I want to say is I'm actually repping the Motus gear for anyone who's watching on the videos. Merch. Uh, Merch. So that's a wrap on our five ways of well-being. So we know it's a lot of detail and you might want to go back over some of those areas just to be sure of each individual aspect between obviously part one, which was released two weeks ago and part two today, we have covered staying active, staying connected, learning and taking notice. And these all provide a foundation for a positive routine that will ensure you're both energized and positive in body and mind. So mental health is part of our overall health and taking a holistic approach um, so that your body and your mind are connected and equally looked after. You will make sure that you're relaxed and content. And this kind of interconnected approach is what we mean when we say wellness. So try to include each of these five areas into your daily life. They're easy and not too complicated and suitable for both adults and kids. It's a great way uh, for you to get out, build a routine, especially during this social isolation and can help you come out of this pandemic happier and healthier than you were before coronavirus so we call it our five ways of well-being challenge to see if you can cover each of these five activities every day for an entire month so give it a go see how much better you feel and as always mind yourself mind yourself